Hello to all our listeners. This is Mishneh Torah in English. We are studying today Shabbat, Ilchot Shabbat, chapter 26, chapter Kafvav. Um, I'm Joey Faur here teaching. So I'll just give a quick introduction to our chapter, as I always do. Um, in the previous chapter, we saw very clear rules for what is permitted to be carried and what is prohibited to be carried on Shabbat. So we have objects that are permitted and objects that are prohibited. In this chapter, we will see some odd cases, what we call Yosemina Klal, um, and we will see objects that according to the rules, so we will see two, a few types. We'll see certain objects that according to the rules specified in the previous chapters should be allowed to be carried, but nevertheless the sages forbade carrying them for some other reasons we will see that specifically and as well we will see objects that are forbidden to be carried because um by the rules yet the sages permitted carrying them in certain circumstances this chapter is based on the rules and conditions presented in the previous chapter therefore i highly recommend that anyone who did not study last chapter does so before um listening to this class or before studying this one so, Halakha Aleph, um, we will start right now. Halakha Aleph. Kol keli ha'orek. Okay? Vahabalim vekanim shelo, mutaletaltelan kechli shemelachtan leisur. I'll explain the whole Halakha. First, I will read it. Then I will get to explaining the, spec the specific details of this Halakha. It's a little bit difficult to explain um, in a recording. But I will try my best. So, so So any instruments of weaving, including its ropes and sticks, they are all permitted to be um, based on the conditions of Kelly Isur. In this, um, I will allow myself now to just do a quick small hazaran what we said about Kelly Shemilachtole Isur and Kelly Shemilachtole Heter. A Kelly Shemilachtole Heter is an object or an instrument vessel that its classic use is a permitted use, and this type of object is permitted to be used, to be permitted to be carried, um, what we call the Sorech Guf Asmo. To protect the instrument itself, the sorich gufo, to use the instrument for a permitted for a permitted use, or the sorich mekomo, or for the place that of this that the instrument is in, this vessel is in. A kelishe melachtole hisur is an object that its classical use is a prohibited one. Therefore, to move it le sorich asmo for itself, for the protection of the keli itself, is prohibited. To move it le sorich gufo, to move it for the to use this keli. For some sort of permitted use is mutar and to use it to move, sorry, to move the, the object for its space, the space that it is taken is also mutar. So now I will re I'll go over the halakha and I will explain once more mehila for the repetitiveness. It was important for me to refresh um, the memories of those who even studied last chapter. So kol oreg, any instruments of weaving. As well as its ropes and sticks, and I will explain how the, this instrument of weaving looks. It is allowed to be carried on the, based on the conditions of a keli that is like a keli that is isur. Except the top and bottom sticks or um, 
uh, beams of this instrument because they are not movable because they are stuck in place also the amudim of the oreg also the beams that are on the sides of this instrument are not allowed to be carried um, because there's a chance because they were planted deep in the ground or planted in the ground and it was uh, there's a there's a chance that if the person will unplant them from their place in the ground he will see the holes and he will flatten them which is asur on shabbat mishum horesh now how does this weaving instrument look the weaving instrument is very simply like this i will try to uh, describe it as best as possible um okay so the weaving instrument is an instrument that they used to use in olden times to weave and it was made composed of four beams that is what i'll call the skeleton and and also strings from the top beams to the bottom beams so these four beams you would have two on the sides okay um from top to bottom they'd be standing up straight erect so two erect beams on the sides right and left and in between these beams you would have a stick on the top another smaller beam on the top and a smaller beam connected to them on the bottom all these beams were stuck firmly in place so the side beams would be stuck in the ground and the top and bottom beams would be stuck to the side beams these this is what i call the skeleton of the weaving instrument this cannot be moved and is not permitted to be moved on shabbat however there were strings connected to these from the top beams to the bottom beams for the purpose of weaving and there were more different parts and different counterparts of this instrument of weaving these may be moved on shabbat so um, like any kelly that melachtole isur and that is sufficient um for more, I would recommend searching on Google the words Kele Haoreg, okay? And you should see a plethora of pictures. Halakha bet. Mechbedot shel temara. Yes. So, mechbedot shel temara. In the day trees, till today, there's some sort of natural broomstick-like leaves that come out of the day tree. Um, I've used this myself many times. It's really like a broomstick. And this law applies as well to broomsticks. So any broomstick, that you that are used to broom the ground. Broom or rake the ground. These are like in all those conditions. Because it's permitted to broom on Shabbat. Bricks that were left from building. They are like a kelly that's because they are usable for leaning on them. Because they may be um, used for leaning if you um, uh, make them, if you fix them for leaning. However, if you put them one on top of the other in a way for building, then he caused them to be kelly isur. Uh, you cause it to be mukseh, and then they are asur for tiltul. Halacha gimel. Haris ketana, a small piece of clay. Mutalet altilah filu b'shut rabim ho'il v'reuyahi b'chaser lechasot b'hapi keli keli katan. A small piece of clay may be carried even in even in the public domain, but by public domain I mean within a four amot radius that is permitted for everybody to carry in, as because. Um, it has a small use of heter, a permitted, permissible use of covering a small um, vessel, a small keli, a small object. Okay, covering the whole of a small object. 
כי ושבריה מותר לטלטלה, מותר לטלטלה. A cover of a barrel that was broken, the cover and the bricks of the cover may be um, carried as well as the barrel itself. However, if he threw these break these pieces away into the garbage before Shabbat, they are not allowed to be carried because on Ben Hashem Moshot they were muksim. A instrument of sorts um, that broke, he may not um, take out one of the some so so an, uh, some sort of vessel of clay that broke. You may not pull out one of the breaks. Uh, it, it cracked. It had cracks in it. It wasn't broken yet. So you may not pull out from the cracks pieces of clay. Um, or to for any other use. This is like mukse. Halakha dalit. Mutal lechnis lebet akise shalosh abanim mekurzalot lekanech bahen. A person may bring in into the bathroom with him. Um, they did not used to have toilet paper in those days, so they would use stones to clean themselves. Um, upon after using the facilities. Um, so he's saying, and I'm saying that you may enter the bathroom with three abanim mekurzalot, um, three soft unrough stones that they would use for the specific use that I previously mentioned um, to with them into the bathroom. Then the amount is um, the amount that fills up the palm. However, bringing dirt um, that is like very unfirm, not like a stone, like dirt to clean oneself is not permitted to carry. Also, these stones may be brought up to the roof. I guess people used to relieve themselves on the roof when nobody could see them. Um, also, um, to do the same thing. Also, if it rained on those stones and they got covered by mud, if they are visible, even under the mud, they may be taken out of the mud because they're and you're taking it out of Kelish Isur, it is mutar. Even if you're taking it out of something that's muksa, it is mutar. A stone that is covered with some dirt, and the stone itself is for sure a stone that is used for the cleaning of oneself after after the bathroom, after relieving oneself, it is permitted to use the stone even if it is a large stone. Halakha he. So now we're talking about the hierarchy of different objects. Um, if you have one, if you have two of them, which one is more preferred to use? So somebody um, from the halakha mukse. So somebody who has a um, um, uh, clay, uh, some pieces of clay or dirt, um, it is preferred that he uses the dirt on Shabbat and not the clay, um, because. Um, uh, because um, the clay is more rough than the dirt and it may cause a person to be hurt. If the clay was from the um, uh, was from the um, top top outer part of clay um, uh, clay um, uh, objects that these top outer parts used to be I'm softer and less rough, then he may use the clay. 
היו לפניו שרור ועצבים, אם היו עצבים נרקים מקנח בהם ואין לאו מקנח בשרור. פרסון הוא היה עצבים, גראס, ושרורות, ודירט, אם העצבים היו סופט, then he may use them to clean himself. However, if not, if the ground, if the dirt was softer, then he may use the dirt. Okay? Withered straw mats, okay? Withered mats of straw. They are considered a keli shemelakhto leheter. Because they, their apparent classic use is to cover the disgusting dirt. אבל שיירה בגדים שאין בהן שלוש על שלוש עשו לטלטלן שאינן ראויים לא לעניים ולא לעשירים. However, the remnants of clothing that don't have three by three אסבעות on them which is a very small amount are not allowed to be used because they are not usable for עשירים, for rich people or even for poor people. There's no apparent use for them and they are like not, they are מוקסה. שברי תנור, the breaks of a artisan oven or of a um, A furnace, okay? So Shivret Tanur, Mutal Tantilan Varehen Kekelim Shemilachtan Leheter. They are allowed to be carried and they are considered like Kelim Shemilachtan Leheter. Kira Shemishmeta Achat Meirchoteha Sulet Tantila Shemitaka. A kira is a stovetop. In those days, the stove, what I mean by stovetop is some sort of, it would be like a clay um, vessel that would have two holes in it. As we, and I would recommend anybody wants to learn about this more in depth. listen to chapter 3 or study chapter 3 um, it would be these it would be like a clay vessel with two holes in it and these two holes you would put on them a pot so and they had so these kirot would have legs so if one of its legs was missing was missing then it is not permitted to carry it because there's a chance that itaka that it will get stuck um, that he will by mistake fix the broken leg and that is asur on shabbat alakhazain סולם של עלייה אסור לטלטלו, שאין עליו תורת קלי. A ladder that is planted in place to go up from one floor to another in a house may not be used because it is not considered a קלי, it is considered like part of the house. ושל סובח מותר להטטו, however, a bird coop is permitted to move because it is made to be moved and it is not, and it has on it תורת קלי, it is a קלי. אבל לא יוליכו מסובח לסובח שלא יעשה כדרך שהוא עושה בחול ויבוא לסוד. However, he may not take the ladder, move the ladder from coop to coop, or from bird coop to bird coop, um, so that he does not end up doing what he usually does on the weekdays, and end up hunting birds. כנראה שמוסקים בו הזיתין, אם יש עליו תורת קלי, הרי הוא ככלי שמלאכתו לאיסור. So a rod that was used to um, uh, cause the, tr- the olives to fall off the tree, if they have torat keli, meaning if it is a specific apparent um, vessel, meaning this rod is seen, it is visible on the rod that it is used for the specific use of mesikat zetim, then it may be used um, through the conditions of keli shemelachto leisur. However, if it was a, uh, also, okay, kane shehitkino ba'al abayid liyot poteach v'noel bo'im yesh torat keli alav l'kichli shemelachto leheter. Another rod, a rod that the, the that people would use, their, the individual would use for private use to lock his door like a bolt, if it had Torat Keli Alav, an obvious apparent um, vis- visibility of a Keli, um, then that was used for a specific use, then it would be able to use like a Keli Shemilachto Leheter. However, 
הלכה דלת שהיה לה הסיר, אף על פי שאין לה עתה סיר שהכינה לסתום בה המקום מוצא, והיא נגררת שנוטלין אותה וסותמין בה, וכן חדקים שסותמין בהן הפרסה, וכן מחסלת הנגררת, בזמן שקשורים ותלויים בכותל סותמין בהן, ואם לאו, אין נועלין בהן. A door that has hinges, even though it is currently not on its hinges, or it does not currently have hinges. For example, you use the door to cover a um, certain spot to, in the house. And um, the door itself is draggable, and they would put it in certain areas to cover certain areas. Or you use also um, little covers that they would use to cover cracks in the walls or in the, or in the floors. Also a mat that is draggable. If they are connected to the wall in a certain way, in other words, there's some sort of something connect, keeping them connected to the wall, then they may be used to cover. If not, they may not be used to cover, they may not be used to lock the door, they may not be used at all. However, if they were above the ground a certain amount, then they may be used. Okay. Delet shehiluah hachad, halacha tet. Delet shehiluah hachad, echad, sheshometin otah venoalin baha. Im lo haya laha lemita, kemochen askupa, shemochiach alaya shikeli mochan lenilaa, so a door that had that was one um tablet like one door it was one thing it wasn't two doors that you pick it you take it out in and out and lock it if it did not have under it some sort of wedge that it would enter when opening and closing the door okay um, then you may not use it because there's nothing pointing out to the apparency of this being a door. Also, a bolt, a neger is a lock bolt that has a build shape that points out to its usage. Because it is visible that you that it is apparently that it has an apparent use of locking as a bolt, then it therefore may be used to lock on Shabbat. However, a bolt that does not have some sort of build shape on top of it pointing out to its usage and just looks like a beam, a random beam. If it was tied and hung on the door, in other words, you see that it has an apparent usage, it may be locked with. Also, if it was even if it was taken out of the door, it has some sort of something tied around it that points to its apparent usage, it still may be used. But However, if this neger, if this bolt may be taken out completely and after it's taken out, you don't see any of its apparent usage markings on it, then it may not be used. Because it does not have Torah Keli. There's nothing pointing out to the um, fact that this is, in fact, a special specific Kelly and not just a regular random beam. Halachayot Aleph. Menora Shelhuliot. Ben Gedola ben Ketana en Metatelinotaha. A candlestick that is made of separate pieces or looks like it's made of separate pieces. 
whether it's big or small, may not be carried on Shabbat because there's a chance that he may connect the separate pieces one to another, and this is like bone. If it had, it looked like it was made out of pieces, but wasn't in fact made out of pieces. If it was large, so that it could be carried only with two hands, it cannot be carried. Because if it breaks, he may think, connect it. However, if it could be carried with one hand, he may carry this candlestick. A shoe that is on top of a shoe mold. Maybe the shoe may be taken out of the shoe mold on Shabbat. A press that would be used to iron clothing. If it's in private usage, then you may take out... Um, you may undo it and take out clothing from it. However, you may not use it on Shabbat. However, if it's used for industrial use, for laundromat, etc. You may not touch it because it is It is something which he is stringent upon. He's scared that it will break because it is used for industrial use. And if anything happens to it, it may cause him monetary damage. Also, pieces of wool may not be carried um, because he is stringent upon them and it becomes a kedesh however if they were um, put for a certain use he may use them um, on Shabbat because they lose their status of kedesh However, pieces of leather um, are allowed to be used on Shabbat, are allowed to be carried on Shabbat, whether whether or not they were um, for private use or for industrial use, because these are things that people are less stringent upon, and they are not, they do not fall under the hagdara, um, uh, they do not fall under the thing of keli um, uh, that muksem hamat chesron kis. Anything um, disgusting, dirty. Like um, feces or uh, human uh, vomit, um, etc. If they were in a place which people were people normally sit in, they may be thrown out to the garbage or to the bathroom. This is what you call taking out of re'i. Re'i is anything like that. Anything dirty like that. Re'i is literally like human waste. However, if they were in another haser, okay, not a haser that most people usually sit in, but a haser that is not usually inhabited by people, you may cover it with a keli, with some sort of a vessel, so that little children do not get dirty by the re'i. Spit that is on the ground. Maybe walked upon um, in a nonchalant manner. Um, while, while he's walking, he may walk over it. Um, now, spit that is on the ground, or usually we would say not to rub it with um, uh, cloth, because he may this way 
flatten the holes that are in the ground, and this is asur. But if he does the risol of if he's just walking on it nonchalantly, um, and while he's walking, he steps on it, it is muta. Also, a portable chimney, heating oven, that is a kenuna, or chenuna, um, may be carried um, because of its um, ashes, which are very dirty, and because it has, even though it has broken aitzim in it, which are mukseh, nevertheless it is mutar like a geref shari'i, as previously mentioned in this halakha. However, it is not permitted to um, do this geref shari'i action unless um, you really need to, like in the specific, in the case above, unless it, you already have the dirt there, so if you need to clean it, then you may. However, if the geref shari'i was there or it... Um, A geref shari'i is the pail that you would put the human waste into. So you're not allowed to take a pail and turn it into a human waste bin um, for vomit or feces or whatever. However, uh, however, if it was already turned, if a pail was already turned into that, it may be, um, it does not have to be, um, uh, um, you know, it could be used. Halakhayadalit. So oil that comes out of the olive press on Shabbat. Also dates and almonds that are ready for commerce. Are allowed to be eaten on Shabbat. Even a um, stash of grain or grain that was put in a specific st uh, stack may be used on Shabbat. Because food is not considered on Shabbat because food is always considered mukhan, is always considered ready for human consumption. Um, this is except certain very specific cases which are mentioned, um, I believe in Hilchot Yom Tov. And this is host. Oh, here he brings out the he brings the ex, the cases that come out of it that are not in this case. Host me gerogeret v'simukin sheba mukse bizman shemayabshim otanu il maslihot bin time ve'enan ve'uin laachila harayin asurim b'shabbat mushum mukse except for um, uh, uh, raisins and dried figs when they are in their drying area. They would put them either on the roof of a house where there's a lot of sun or in the field in a place where there's a lot of sun because in the process of their drying, they, they um, at a certain point, lose their uh, um, uh, fit, fitness for human consumption and um, uh, then they are not fit for human consumption and therefore they are not allowed to be eaten on Shabbat because they're mukseh. Barrel that helped was holding it at foods that broke, or a watermelon or melon or something like that that opened. Even though currently they are not fit for human consumption, he may pick them up and put them in a covered place so that whatever's inside them ripens as fast as possible, or so, so he waits for it to ripen when he wants to eat it. Kayosebo, as well as that, a talisman that is not of a mumhe, we said it needs to be a mumhe, is somebody 
who made a talisman, and we're talking about talisman for medicinal purposes. He made a medicinal talisman, and three times it worked, or it worked on three people, uh, three talismans that he made. So this is considered mumhaya, this is considered a talisman of a professional. If it's not of a professional, if it doesn't go under these conditions, it may be carried, even though it may not be uh, walked outside with, it still may be carried. Mutar shemen shebaner, Okay, mutar shemen shebaner. The remnants of the oil left in a candle. Or in a bowl that was lit in, in that Shabbat. It is for, forbidden to use that oil that was left over from a lit candle on Shabbat because it is mukseh mehamat isur is mukseh because of the um, not allowed usage. I mean, it was forbidden to touch and therefore it is forbidden also on Shabbat. Halachat etvav. Osar shel tebu'ah o shel kadeyayin a stash of grain Or a um uh, moment. The word slips my mind for osar. It will be a second. Osar shel tebuah or shel kadeyain is a um a storage house of grain or of okay or of um uh, wine barrels even though it is permitted to enjoy the grain or the wine it is asur to take out the things that are in the storage house unless it's for a devar misvah for something of a misvah Kiron, for example that he that he took out all the things that were in the storage house for the purpose of for taking in guests or midrash or to make a bit of a place of study of Torah study, how do they um, empty out this place? Every one of the people helping empties out four or five um, uh, canisters or uh, you know, um, kelim uh, full vessels of whatever is in that storage house until they empty out the storage. However, when he empties out the storage house, the grain or, or whatever is there, he may not clean the floor in it completely because we said that the, flo the, the floors in their days used to be floors of dirt, meaning ground. And if he were to clean the whole floor, he may end up doing what's called gumot. He may flatten the, un the unflat areas in the ground, which is Asur on Shabbat. Therefore, he does not take out everything. He leaves some hay on the floor or some grain left on the floor and um, he walks wherever he wants to and makes a path um, by virtue of wherever he walks. Halachat etzayin. Nehila. Kol shehu ra'uy lema'achal behema v'chaya v'ofa mesuyin metaltelin oto b'shabbat. Anything that is fit for the consumption of animals that are mesuyin, okay, that are um, that are um, uh, that are um, uh, eminent uh, that are you know 
I'm uh, right, Mehila. So, okay, Mehila. So, any food of that is fit for the consumption of animals or birds, etc., that are in, in the available that are available wherever the person is, um, are allowed to be carried on Shabbat. Kesad, Harabam will specify. Um, the turmus, I believe the word turmus is, is in he, English as well as in Hebrew, um, or in English it is also called lupine. So you're allowed to carry the dry lupine because it is a food for goats. However, you're not allowed to carry the humid, the wet lupine. Um, um, hasav is a type of food that would, they would give for um, uh, deers. So it's also allowed to be carried. Um, the mustard seeds because it is food for the um, pigeons bones because they are food for dogs and all of the peels and legumes that are edible that are fit for the consumption of um, cattle they may be carried anything that is not fit for the consumption of these things he may eat whatever is fit for consumption and throw whatever is left out of his hands you know and he may not carry them with around with him and a person may carry um uh, uh what's called um uh, uh certain type of meat i mean a certain uh what you call um Um, fattened, uh, bloated meat may be carried because it is fit for the consumption of animals. Also, um, meat that was not cooked, uncooked meat, may be carried, whether it is salted or unsalted, because it is fit for human consumption. Also, salted fish, which is fit for human consumption. However, unsalted fish, which is not fit for human consumption, may not be carried due to its un. Uh, fitness for human consumption. <laughs> Broken shards of glass may not be carried. Even though they're edible for ostriches, and I'm assuming, I'm not sure, this is because ostriches are not an available animal that was found everywhere, or um, for another reason, which is not apparent here, but in any event, carrying shards of glass is asur. Also, um, uh, bundles of, uh, of twigs uh, may not be carried, even though they are fit for the consumption of elephants. Also, um, the loof, the arum, may not be carried, even though it is fit for the consumption of uh, the um, uh, um, uh, 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 crows. Um, and Hanabam brings the reason, so my intuition was right, because these foods, these um, animals, the ostrich and the elephants, are not animals that are found in most places. Um, bundles of straw, wood, or twigs 
if they were made for the consumption of animals, they may be carried. However, if not, they may not be carried. Also, bundles of na'ana and types of za'atar, also, if they were put for human for animal consumption, they may be used. But if they were put just for, um, uh, if he took them, if he had them just for for the, the purpose of trees or burning, he may not use them. Also, with what's amita and pegam, um, uh, spearmint and ruta plant also may not be used. Um, uh, um, 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 the same rules apply to them. If they're for, if they were brought in for animal consumption, then yes. But if they were brought in for burning or something like that, that is not allowed. Then they are not allowed to be used on Shabbat. Halacha yotet. Hmm. Hmm. It is forbidden to um um ben be'evus shel keli. It is forbidden to sweep a feeding area of the fattened ox, um, whether it's a feeding area um, in a vessel of its own or on the ground, it is forbidden. And also, um, you're not allowed to move the food to the sides. Sorry, you're not allowed to move the side, the food that was next to the feed, the fattened ox to the sides um, from the, uh, you know, the waste products of that fattened ox. Because we're afraid that he may end up flattening. All this is because we're afraid that he may flatten the poles in the ground. Also, it's mutar to carry food that was there for the consumption of a donkey and give it to a ox. However, it is not, the opposite is not permitted because the food that was already in front of an ox is dirtied um, by the uh, spit of the ox and therefore by the mucus of the ox and therefore is not um, edible for any other animal. Also bad, very bad smelling um, uh, um, leaves, which are not fit for, for animal consumption due to their bad smell, are not permitted to be carried. Teli shel dagim is like a thin rope that was made out of Organic product is not allowed to be given to is not allowed to be carried because although it is originally was fit for, for animal consumption, now it is not because it became smelly and unfit for animal consumption due to the fish that were on it. However, a rope that held meat on it, which was made out of organic product, which is uh, fit for animal is fit for animal consumption because the meat that was on it does not ruin it from its um, being able to be consumed by animals. Okay. Even though it is not permitted to carry a uh, carcass on Shabbat, they may, it may be rubbed, the carcass may be rubbed in oiled, in oils or rinsed on Shabbat as long as they don't move a, a single um, part of the body. Also, they may take out the pillows from under him, uh, from under the carcass, so that he would be put straight on the ground, so that until the end of Shabbat, because they would want it to be straight on the ground, so he, the body stays as cool as possible. Because the warmer the body is, the worse it deteriorates. Also, they may bring cold objects and and, and uh, cold and metals 
for the purpose of cooling all, and put them on the on the torso of the carcass for the purpose of cooling off the person so that he does not um, so that his carcass does not um, get ruined de de deteriorate quickly also this all this whole thing of cooling the carcass is to um, prevent it from deteriorating quickly and smelling and being halanat amit and the disrespect of a carcass also they would close the um, uh, different holes in the body of the carcass um, so that um, different uh, so that the ruach doesn't enter them I personally did not understand what he meant by um, if anybody has a perush I would love to hear um uh, I, I, it is not apparent to me what he means by literally translated it means so that the wind doesn't enter but I'm not sure what he means also for the dead person they may close his jaw force his jaw shut before the jaw becomes too hard to close because if you wait the jaw becomes very hard and then becomes unclosable um, also um, it is not permitted to close the eyes of the dead person on Shabbat um, for many for um, for the reason that um, the second the person passes away, the eyes become very hard to close, and this is like Hazazat Ebar. A carcass that is in the sun may have a child. Or a piece of bread put on it, and then because of the child of the piece of bread, you may carry it um, by virtue of those things that are on it, like davar hamutar, that is al gabed davar asur. V'chen im nafelad delekab haser sheish bahamet mani halaf kikar otinok v'im en sham kikar velotinok masilin oto min delekam mikol makom shemei abo lechabot peneshu bahul on meto shelo yisaref. Also, if a dead person is in a fire in a in a burning house, you may um, uh, take the dead person out by virtue of a piece of bread or a child that you put on it and if there's no piece of bread or child you may take out the carcass um, even without the piece of bread or a child because we're scared because these laws of not being able to hold the dead person are dirabanat they're not scriptural laws and if we do not allow you to transgress if we don't, if, if hachamim don't allow a person to transgress these dirabanan laws in such a situation you might end up transgressing a, dir, a, a dirayta law and and putting out the fire so that his the body does not get um, uh, burnt and people are behulim on mitam people will do this without even realizing they will transgress the deoraita law. And the reason this is because people are behulim on mitam people are ever so um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, urgent for the dead or you know anxious. For their dead, for their the, the dead that they have. If there was a carcass put in the sun and there was nowhere to move it, or they they couldn't move it for whatever reason, two people may come and sit to the sides of the carcass and, so to speak, be like a tent above the carcass to cool it to keep it cool. It's hot for them under. They may sit on, on beds or chairs or whatever and sit above the carcass. Also, if it is hot for them from above, it's too hot for them from their heads, they may bring some sort of mat and cover themselves with it.
um, and as soon as they are in the situation which they are sitting on their bed and they have a mat on top of them one person may take his bed turn it over and have his mat on the bed like half a tent and then the other person could do the same to his and it is not like they did a melacha of building a tent it was something it was not a tent built in the manner that tents are usually built, therefore it is mutar, and then they have a tent covering the mitt, a type of tent covering the, the dead, the carcass from the sun. As I explained. Halakha kaf gimel, the final halakha for this chapter. Mitt, she has riyah babayit, v'nimsamit bazze bin ha'ayim, v'hen mitbazim mimenu, mutal lausio, lakarmelit. So, a carcass that um, um, was hisriyah um, babay became despicable and um, uh, and um, s smelled terrible, and it ends up that it's and in, in this type of situation, it's mitbaseb and ahayim. It is disrespecting the living. And the living, it's disrespected as it is in its current situation in between the living because of the smell and the living are being disrespected from it. It is permitted to take it out to a karmelit, which is, as we said, a place that is usually forbidden to take out, a domain which is usually forbidden to take things out into. It is mutar for this specific situation. Um, a karmelit is somewhere that is not a shutarabim, it is not public domain, nor is it private domain. It is asur, it is prohibited to take things out from uh, and therefore, for this case of a carcass, Gadol Kevod Hachamim say, Gadol Kevod Beriot Shedohayet Lot Aseh Shebatorah Shu Lot Asur Min Adavar Asher Yagidu Lecha. The respect of um, uh, of human beings is larger in this specific situation than uh, is is very big, and therefore it um, is Dohay. It surpasses a um, uh, a uh, negative commandment um, of Lot Asumin Adavar Asher Agidu Lecha. Do not um, go away from that which Hachamim have told you. However, if the people in the house had another place which they could reside in to, until the dead person is taken out, then they they should reside there, and the dead person may not be taken out to a Karmelit. Um, and in this, we conclude our chapter. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve Amen.